Coming to you live from the Tommy has a uncharged computer and cannot charge at studios. <laughs> it's the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your hosts. I am Steve-O. You can find me on Twitter at Drunk Shy Sox Fan. And Hot Take Tommy. So on this episode of the Sons of Honarchy podcast, uh, we are Sons Laptop. So we're just going to do our best. Um, but we're talking about... Uh, managerial situation we're talking world series and some cheaters uh <laughs> but uh all this brought to you by just us so make so. sure you rate subscribe review we are your favorite four star white Sox podcast uh just four stars so make sure you rate us <laughs> five or four stars you know we don't mind five star ratings but definitely we are a four star podcast so 4.1 stars if you rate us four maybe we'll round back down to four and and we'll hey. be on brand so exactly. and and you know what just think of it this way Chicago is the four-star city, you know, with the flag. So we're the most Chicago podcast of the White Sox baseball <laughs> podcasts. So, yeah. So Tom, go. Tom, other than your laptop troubles this morning, um, which you tried to now, I have to let our listeners know this. You tried to charge your laptop charger is broken um, because yes. um, your sister-in-law's bunny chewed through the cord. Um, yep. yep. <laughs> and you tried to charge your MacBook with what now, Tom? With what? Uh, Nintendo Switch uh, charger. I was like, this fits. So, but it, no if thanks. it fits, it ships <laughs> anywhere in the U.S. for one flat rate. But it does it... not charge. <laughs> no, there was there was absolutely zero battery in this thing. So I don't know. Maybe we got a bigger problem on our hands. Well, I think you probably you probably need a little bit of juice in that laptop battery in order for it to, you know, that that switch charger just probably isn't powerful enough, you no, know. That's what I'm, I'm I'm wondering, man. I don't know. It's going to be one of those things that it's just like what what's funny is we had the the chew incident it was a while back and we had it, it was working just fine for a while. But, you know, I think it's just it, the wires were literally like popping out the side. So so I'm like, uh, maybe it just crapped out finally. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's closing time for that charger. So big time, big time. <laughs> well, well, speaking of a lack of power, Tom. Oh, oh, I mean, okay, we are right a White Sox <laughs> baseball podcast. So let's hop right into the White Sox baseball <laughs> conversation. Um, the White Sox had a lack of power this year, obviously. Um, across the board in their lineup. You asking right... for a hitting coach? Is that is that what you're saying? Oh, I, I'm not just asking for a hitting coach. I might be asking for a uh, former hitting coach uh, to be our future or current hitting coach to be our future manager. Uh, Tom, uh, the articles have come out um, per Bob Nightingale and 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 uh, since our last conversation about who the best fit for the White Sox organization would be. Um, we, we we talked about Joe Espada and per yeah. Bob Nightingale, who is, I guess, Jerry's right-hand man in the media. What a bitch. Uh, <laughs> Boob has reported that um, <laughs> Joe Espada is out as a, a managerial candidate for the Chicago White Sox. First off, what are your initial thoughts on this? And then what are your, what are your thoughts uh, moving forward with the, the two front runners basically right now? Right. So 
Well, the, the he who shall not be named at this point is Ozzie Guillen. Um, <laughs> he is in the running. He has been interviewed for the job, right? But I, I mean, let's hope against hope that that's not the case. Recent World Series experience was was on the list of things that Rick Hahn listed, I believe, right? So, I mean, wasn't other... wasn't that on like the, the the short list for the last time they hired a manager too, and then they went with the guy who <laughs> hadn't managed in nine years? Well, recent World Series experience could be watching the World Series. You don't know. He recent, saw the recent is relative. Like the White Sox have had recent <laughs> success. Um, by yeah, winning Jerry, a World Series 20 years ago. <laughs> Jerry recently bought the team after making his fortune in real estate in the 70s. Um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, anyway, we've got uh, Kevin Long. That's let's let's skip ahead here. Kevin Long is the other name with with the Phillies and that would make sense being that they haven't made the hire yet. Right. Like, you know, you saw Boach get picked up. He's not busy. So the Rangers are able to sign him. Are you so, sad about that Tommy? Did you cry a little bit? Yeah. When that tears, was absolute tears down the sides. Of, hey, by the way, today's the anniversary of the 2014 world series championship for the, for the giants. So Madison Bumgarner, Still, well, still the greatest of all time. In the words of Mike Tomlin, Tom, we do not care. We do not care. <laughs> hey, you you should. That was Kichi and I's first date. It's my wife and I first date was uh, Game Seven of the World Series. So, uh, can can you run us through that experience? You know, I don't know if our listeners know the full story <laughs> oh, sure. behind your yes. your San Francisco <laughs> Giants fandom. Um, oh and I feel God. like this is worth a story, especially considering what you had to do during this first date. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, well, I I was uh, <laughs> I was laying the groundwork. Hypothetically, I was I was chatting with Kichi. Uh, we were we were really um, starting to become a thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to make this real. I'm going to ask her on a date. And we set the date. Just so happened to be the same day as Game Seven of the World Series, and she's a huge Giants fan. So we pick the date, um, and then the they keep the teams keep going back and forth. Royals win a game, Giants win a game, goes to Game Seven, and the date comes up, and Kichi texts me. She's like, "Hey, um, I'm canceling our date because." <laughs> It's game seven of the World Series, and I'm going to watch it at a bar. So, sorry. <laughs> Sucks to suck, Classic. doesn't it? Like... Oh, now, mind, mind you, she's like, I'm going to watch it at a bar because I'm 21. Or she, how old she was, was 22. She, she was 22. 22 and and you 20. are 19 years young. <laughs> fresh. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You had, it, you had it right. I was 19. She was 21. Fuck, man. I'm... I'm old as hell now. Um, but... The fact that I, I knew the age difference, too, between you and your wife and you don't is is a problem here. Nah, I'm, a, nah, I'm a dipshit, though. It doesn't count. So Too much stolichnia. <laughs> exactly. I mean, after this weekend, I'll tell you what. Um, <laughs> we had a couple we had a couple good days in a row, I'll tell you. Um, Two but... drink Tommy. 
<laughs> tutoring Tommy two days in a row. Um, <laughs> but we, yeah, we were out. Uh, well, she went out and I was like, wait, can I come? <laughs> so I, I uh, end up joining her at a San Francisco bar in Chicago. It's uh, cheesy, cheesies, cheesies on the, on the North side off the Belmont stop. Um, they do a lot of 49ers games too, but at the time they were big on the Giants because of the World Series and the place was fucking packed. And I walk up and I'm like, can I please come in? And she, she like walks in, gets her like stamp on her hand for being 21. And they, the bouncer literally told me like, I'm not, you do, you're not coming in. You like, can't be you are, you are, you are a child, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I'm, I'm like, no, really, I don't even drink. I promise. And like, this is true. I didn't have a drink till I was 21. But I was like, I really, I just want to watch the game, please. This is my girlfriend. I mean, kind of. This is our first date. I, uh, sir, I need help. <laughs> and so they, they drew, they like conferred, actually. It was literally like they went in and like talked amongst themselves. And they're like, okay, we'll let this Jamoke in. They gave me a, the fattest X on my hand it went from like one side of my hand to the like they really were like this motherfucker is not drinking um so <laughs> he has nothing in his cup except for water <laughs> we're getting this kid water yes um so i i, I get in kichi's having a couple rounds enjoying herself um i think she had anchor steam that night um uh, but we we are enjoying the game the festivities all these San Francisco people in Chicago area, the transplants are, are losing their goddamn minds. And yeah, it was a good date. Uh, <laughs> Bumgarner going, like uh, getting the last out. Pablo Sandoval falling on his ass, like as he's catching the ball, the team losing their mind. It was the one night of my college career that I came home smelling like champagne because the, the place went absolutely bonkers. But um yeah, that was my first date uh, that uh, got canceled on me because because <laughs> I wasn't a big enough Giants fan. But yeah, uh, where were you day. supposed to go? Oh, we were gonna. I mean, look, when I was that that was a different Tommy. That was that was when you were gonna make pants. that was when you were gonna make your canned tomatoes and beans uh, <laughs> recipe, weren't you? you got on on rice for that shit. Uh, on rice, yeah, beans and rice and some Rotel. That's that's a meal. <laughs> That's a meal, bro. <laughs> you you put it all in a pot. And in case you, you didn't think Tommy was a, a, a schmuck already, you should have met him at age 18 oh, to 19. Man. This fucking yeah. guy right here. Oh, I had a hard time, bro. Yeah. Well, that's like, look, the Kichi shaped me up. Like, first of all, she canceled our first date. So I was like, oh, I, will, she, she, I gotta be serious if I'm gonna be with her. So there's that. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, she told me that I, I can't cook that anymore. Uh, thank God. I'm glad that I was never subjected to your uh, Rotel beans and rice. Hey, was, um, dude, that shit's fire, man. That's comfort food. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We we said we were going to talk White Sox manager stuff. but Right. But, but moral of the story, Bochi won three World Series. I watched one of them, so I'm a Giants fan. But I did not want him to be my, world, my manager of the White Sox. That's, good. I'm I'm yeah. glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Well, speaking of managers and 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 World Series, you know, one candidate right now is uh, sitting at home, 
watching a World Series uh, for this White Sox manager candidate, you know, mm-hmm. pool, quote unquote, that mm-hmm. they have. I mean, right now, every Duo. report. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Every report right now is saying, hey, there's two guys that have had interviews that the White Sox really like. And it's Kevin Wong, a hitting coach of the Phillies, uh, who was with the Mets before that uh, in their mm-hmm. organization. And then you've got the one, the only. Uh, oh, you miss. He was with the Nationals. He was, oh, he was with the Nationals in between and got the. Right. He was part of the World Series winning Nationals in 2019. There you go. So you've got Kevin Wong and you've got Ozzy Guillen, the one, the only, the the infamous Ozzy Guillen. Um, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tom, I know you, you sent me a video clip today. Um, <laughs> Oh, you caught that. Yeah. About Ozzy Guillen uh, and something that he said. Tom, what, what was – what, what, It was a little while back. When was this? Like what, halfway through the season? No, I think that was near the, near oh, the near end, the of, end. The season, near the end of the but season. But it wasn't – you know, it's not like last week or whatever. So, But he was on – I think it was one of the last games of the season. It was a post game. And uh, there was – you know, the rumors were starting to fly about you know, right. Ozzy's potential interest in the role and – Oh yeah. Oh, I, I lied. Interest. This was like this was like about a month ago. Yeah. Not even yeah. a month ago. Yeah. So but he, he go ahead talk about it more. He he basically well the, the the quote that stood out to me is like let me brag about myself. I'm not going to do the Ozzy game voice, guys. I'm sorry, but but Ozzy, yes, we'll we'll but we'll all be spared. He he comes on. He says, "Let me brag about myself for a second. Nobody, and I mean nobody, knows the White Sox better than Ozzy Guillen. And, you know, th- there may be some truth to that. And and I'll, I'll, I'll leave that space open where it's like he's watched every game. He, like, knows the clubhouse. He knows the managers. He know, like, he knows the team in and out. He really does. And I'm confident in that. Um, now, does that mean he'd make a good candidate, though? Probably not. I mean, this is the guy who's like constantly talking about, you know, it's it would be same old, same old, like with Larissa to him. And I, there'd be differences, but the, the main thing that I'd be worried about is that they'd be out here hunting singles instead of trying to – and playing small ball instead of trying to play to the strengths of what this team was supposed to be, which was a power power team that had no defensive capabilities and it wouldn't have mattered what the the team that you're seeing the Phillies are right now is what the White Sox were built to be a team with no defense that slugged and to cover up those mistakes and had a couple of pocket aces with you know at the top of the rotation so that's what the Sox were supposed to be and this is what it looks like when it works is what the Phillies are doing right now so Oh, I'm I'm kind of leading into the guy that is the other option is the current hitting coach of the Phillies, and had, like just hearing him take interviews, he yeah. seems like he does his homework. He seems like he cares about his guys. He seems like he knows his shit, um, and he's ready to preach the gospel of dingers and dongs, which is which is what I really want to see, obviously. Um, man, though, I so okay. What do you think about the p- possibility of Ozzy being? And I mean, at this point, it's 50 50 as far as we know, right? Like, Ozzy or I, absol- I absolutely hate now. I'm gonna stop you right there. I absolutely hate the idea 
of Ozzie Guillen <laughs> being the manager of this ball club. First and foremost, he hasn't managed a team in how long? Over a decade, right? He, recent World Series experience. Recent World Series experience, though, right? 2005. Um, I I absolutely I, – I, I forgot. He was in Miami, too. So it's been a little bit – probably like what? A little bit less than a decade now. Um, we, we know how disastrous that was in Miami, right? Yeah. And and we yeah. know how rough it was at the end of his tenure in Chicago as well. Right. Now, I'll give Ozzy this. He probably does know this ball club really well. I'll totally. be honest. He is he is a guy who has been breaking down every single game of this team for the past what, 2 3 years. Um he, yeah, like he he understands the ball club. I'll give him that. However, just because you understand a ball club does not mean you know what it takes for that ball club to change and succeed. Okay? Right. I'll tell you right now, I can look at the White Sox right now, too, and pick out all of the problems. I feel like I know this ball club really well, too. Oh, yeah. Am, am I fit to be the manager of this team and bring about the change that is needed? Absolutely not. And neither is <laughs> Ozzie Guillen. Okay? Ozzie is just... T T O he he is Latino T L R, okay. <laughs> that's what it is. He is a more fiery oh Latino T L R. I'll be one hundred percent honest in saying that, and I don't care if it's a hot take. I truly believe that from the bottom of my heart. He has a, he has more energy. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah, he does. But, and and, and he's Latino. Okay, so maybe there's a little mm. bit more of a connection to. Some of the core players on he this ball club. The, he can speak the same language. So could that's, Tony Larusa. Tony Larusa yeah. was a Spanish-speaking manager, okay, but and that was one of the defenses, saying, like, right? Do However, we even have a Venezuelan on the team? I don't. Aussies? Anyway. No, they don't. Or I think Ruiz. Oh, Ru, Ru, I think Ruiz is the only Jose one. Ruiz. Now, he has the same mentality on how to win ball games. Think about that 2005 team. Mm -hmm. That 2005 mm -hmm. team was built on playing what we call what? Quote, unquote, what ball? Aussie ball. Small Aussie ball. ball. Small yeah. ball. Okay. Hit singles, steal bases, move them over, and get them in. Okay? Yep. That mentality with the way the White Sox roster construction is. And I'm not saying that that mentality can't win in 2022 because i think if you true well, guardians the guardians got you know. th exactly think about how cleveland ran away with the al central this year they ran away with the al central and they almost they they almost squeaked it out against the yankees because they were built on pitching defense get them on get them over get them in get a little lucky okay with a couple boppers with well with <laughs> yeah. And I mean, think about that White Sox lineup in 2005, too. I mean, they, they still had Paul Konerko and Jermaine Dye. Um, and if Frank Thomas We're would have been playing out of their minds. Right. Well, I mean, they had they had good years. They had very good years. But neither of those guys had 40 homers. No, um, no, no. And, and then Frank was injured, too. So Frank would have been Frank Thomas would have been a key part of that team, too, if he would have stayed healthy. However, this lineup in 2022 is built more on hitting for power, right? And Ozzie supposed Gian, to be supposed to be. Right, right, exactly. Ozzie Guillen is not going to bring that mentality. And nor does he have the recent success of 
of managing a team that has that mentality or should have that mentality in order mm-hmm. to win ball games. Okay. Like I said, Ozzy is too far removed, just like TLR was too far removed. I would be absolutely, here's the thing, shocked might not be the right word because of how much nepotism there already is within this organization. I'm, yeah. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they went with Ozzy Guillen. Would I be outraged, upset, yeah. pissed off? Absolutely, I would be. But surprised? No, no, because that would be so, f- that hashtag that's so White Sox. That's so White Sox. <laughs> so, yeah. But there's zero reason why they should go with Ozzie Guillen, okay? Look at Kevin Wong. Look at your other candidate right now in the recent success. We just talked four about Four pennants. He's got four pennants, Steve. One with the Yankees, one with the Mets, one with the Nats, and now one with the Phillies. Recent World Series experience. There two you go. World Series, two. Two World Series. One with the Yankees, one with the Nationals. Like, And then your other option is Ozzie fucking Guillen. Like, so, what I, What do you want? What do you Yep. I don't care how poor of an interviewer he is. Look at the resume. Like, I, 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 I'm sure he's a great interviewer, too. I'm sure he's fine as an interviewer. Maybe, maybe Ozzy's a little bit more charismatic and brings that energy that you maybe want as a manager. But that's why you want, that's why you hire a bench coach to bring that energy, okay? And that's why Ozzy Guillen makes a fantastic postgame guy because he's wild. And it's fun, you know, like I'll, I'll admit, like I, I enjoyed watching Ozzy Guillen in his role, making Chuck look stupid. I like, <laughs> I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. But, you know, like, let's be honest. Is he, is he going to make a good manager? Probably not. Um, you know, not in today's and, baseball. No, no, not in today's baseball. And it makes for a good story. You know, like narrative wise for for Ozzy to ham up the drama, get in the interview and, and, you know, then return to the postgame booth and, you know, whatever. Um, I think I think that it's interesting to consider, like, could Ozzy have possibly been a better hire than TLR, though? Like, could this have gone (laughs) better if it maybe I think maybe it could have. Yeah, I think I think TLR is one of the worst options for this ball club that we could have imagined. And I know you can still point to a pretty solid season in 2021 and say, hey, look at the success that they had in 2021. But I mean, that was through the first 90 ish games. Right. Think about post all star break the fuck off post all star break 2021 White Sox to the end of the TLR era. They're a 500 ball club. They're a 500 ball club. Okay. <laughs> Think about how much talent and how much payroll has been put into this ball club. Mm-hmm. They should not be a 500 ball club, especially playing against the AL Central. It's almost as if, you know, they were able to play on the high energy that they had to start the 2021 campaign. And then the energy kind of tailed off and they didn't have somebody who could bring it back. Like, yep. Uh, maybe he was a little too uh, long in the tooth. Uh, is that too, am I going too far to say something like that, that he might've lost a little energy and juice after taking the the role? Um, maybe 90 I mean, think, the first season of Think his- about his health complications. <laughs> I mean, Mans was literally dying. Like, <laughs> that, that's not good. That's not good. Um, 
Yeah. My I mean, God. there's there's zero reason to go with somebody that, yeah. I mean, come on. Be be realistic with yourselves. This isn't the ni- this isn't the 1910s, 1920s. We we there's no Connie Mack, okay? Like <laughs> Joe McGraw. Like like we're we're not we're not in that era of baseball anymore. It's time to shift. Um, oh, uh, but Ken W.O. does want to bring uh, Nolan Ryan out and replace Giolito in the starting lineup. That tweet came out today. <clears throat> no comment? Ken's a bomb. I'll just say that right now. <laughs> Ken is an absolute bomb. Uh, and the that fact that he uh, – and you know what? I'm not even going to go there. There was some drama between him and Carey. That, no, that... no. We Let's move on. Let's move on. Fair Let's enough. On. Fair enough. Let's you know what? On. This might be uh, this might be the shortest Sons of Honarchy podcast we, we've ever come out with, um, because yeah. you know there's not a ton to talk about, Tom, other than that and the World Series. Um, so you want to eulogize the Joe Espada era really quick? Oh yeah, what absolutely. Do you remember most about the Joe Espada era? You know what? I'll never forget when. Oh, I'm gonna throw. I am gonna throw somebody under the bus, and I got a bone to pick right now, Tom. <laughs> And that bone to pick is with Alex fucking rude, uh, former uh, guest of this podcast. Was it just me and him? It was just me and him. You weren't even on yeah, that episode. I was this guy. Okay. There was a Fox news reporter, not Fox news, like local Fox news reporter. Not like, you know, not like the crazy national Fox news, <laughs> but there was a Fox reporter, uh, sports reporter out of Houston. Um, who retweeted uh, the one account that was like, Joe Espada is going to become the next manager of the White Sox. And he's like, this is a credible source. Like, Joe Espada is going to be the next manager of the White Sox. And I was like, mm, uh, I'm not 100% sure. But you know what, Alex? You know, if you say so, nope, Joe Espada, no more. So do you know what? That is my favorite uh, era of the Joe Espada or the moment of the Joe Espada era. Um, I got to give it to Alex Rude for, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Insider himself. Um, I, I, I'm just giving him shit and he'll never listen to this. He, he's literally gone on our on our podcast ratings and gone and said, I never listened to this podcast, but don't listen to me and listen anyway. Um, so he won't hear this uh, until Jordan Miller listens to this and, and tells Alex and then relays it bad mouthing him. Um <laughs> And then Alex is going to defend himself in, in, in typical Alex fashion. Um, but that's my bone to pick. Okay. I got, he got the hopes up in my heart that it was going to be yeah. Joe Spada. Um, and it was not. So no, it, it's, it's no, my most not. upsetting and favorite mm-hmm. moment of the Joe Espada to the White Sox era. Um, I know our guy, Alex is also a, a big Matt Quad- Quadrado, uh, fan out of Tampa Bay. Okay. Um I oh, mean yeah, he's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's... Which I think would be a great fit uh as well. But I'm team Kevin Long right now. So I don't know man. Any any trade, any acquisitions made with post raise individuals never seems to work out for the other team. And I know that's usually like players, but hey man, I just it's got a stink to it. I like he's probably gonna go on to win a World Series with the Rays, but if anybody else touches him, he's probably gonna be crap. He's gonna be garbage. Uh, uh, something about the Rays—it's in the water. I don't know. I, I love your 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 theories here. 
Tom. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm a crock I'm a crackpot old fool. Um, but I will say I I actually do as well have a bone to pick. I forgot to mention this to you ahead of time. Now, Ooh, baby. <clears throat> here we go. If I may step back, Rob Manfred has officially stated that he is no longer optimistic that the Oakland A's will continue to reside in Oakland, California. I mean, so, isn't this kind of old news? Well, the it, it's old news in the sense that a lot of people saw the writing on the wall. But the fact that it's coming now from MLB, that it's no longer optimistic even that they're going to stay. That's like nail in the coffin kind of time. You know, like that's, that's game over, essentially. So I think that having seen that you know my heart goes out to my some of my good friends in Oakland who who care about the team or cared about the team until this latest saga but you know there's always hope that you could get a new charter franchise to come in and 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 take that spot cuz the market's there it really is but um yeah it's it's a bullshit franchise at this point i like the fact that they, if they want to go to Las Vegas, if they want to follow the Raiders, have fun. You know, also fuck you on the way out. The- well, Las Vegas oh, Athletics has, has, a, has a ring to it, I guess. Um, how Look, far, how far is it from Oakland, Oakland to Vegas? It's, uh, it's, if you, as the crow flies, it's not so bad, but you got the Sierra Nevadas in the way. So you got to take the, mm. either you got to go up and around or down and around. And it's kind of, it's not, it's not quick. Um, short flight. But uh, what is it like? Oh, I'm not an expert on the subject. Six hours, something okay. like that. Seven hours. Six hour drive. Seven drive. hour drive. That's not. Yeah, it's not pretty. Yeah, and you're going through the desert, so uh, have fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, man. You know that that's disappointing. You know, for you know, I, I know this is kind of a uh, soft spot in your heart since the the wife is from Oakland and you've got mm-hmm. friends in the Bay Area. I think from a money standpoint, the money is elsewhere, unfortunately. So I, I think. Look, there's a lot of shady shit that though that that organization did. I mean, look, they they since moving to Oakland had never built a new stadium. They never built a new stadium, and they right. shared that stadium with a football franchise. The Raiders, like that. I feel like there's nothing else you need to know about the ownership of that franchise, that they had no loyalty to the actual city. They didn't invest in like putting a good fan base, like invest in the fan base. They didn't care about the city. You know, it's just, they, they don't give a shit. And if they don't give a shit, they should go on their merry way. But there is absolutely fans in Oakland. Like don't let that narrative, don't let that narrative tell you otherwise. It's like the White Sox, right? The White Sox, when they were a shit team, they got 10,000 people in the stands, right? Yep. White Sox, when they're good, they they selling out 32,000 every day, right? Like, it's the same thing with Oakland. There, there is plenty of people there, plenty of people who love baseball, plenty of people who remember those 70s teams that won championships. But, you know, if, if the ownership doesn't want to be there, they're going to throw a hissy fit. They're going to increase the cost of season tickets and sell off every player, including Elvis Andrews, who like 
The only reason that they dropped him was it was not performance. No, they dropped money. Him well, he, he didn't. He wasn't great either. But it's a money dump. It was a money dump. They, they if he had something in his contract where if he reached a certain amount of games played in that season, he was owed an extra however much cash. And they said, "Well, we could just release you." Well, shit, so shitty that. team, shitty team that wasn't competing for anything. So why would you spend the money, right? And it's the same idea with. You know, well, the, white, the, reason, the White Sox Steve, in 2018 and 19, and I, I, no, I think that's... the reason, though, is that you care about the product that you're putting on the field. Has Jerry care Reinsdorf cared that much about the product either, though? I mean, think about think about those years as White Sox fans and think about him in the 90s wanting to move the team to Florida, possibly, unless the city, right. you know, bent their knee to him. Um it all come a lot of these owners. It comes down to the bottom dollar, right? You know that that's it. Yeah. Uh, the bottom yeah. line. It's, it's green in the eyes, baby. So. And that's that's the other part of it is that it's a cautionary tale, right? Like this, this white this was the kind of what the White Sox storyline was. A lot of those lean years after the first after the series before the first World Series in sixty years, and and a couple of years after that people started writing the same shit it's like is it really a good place for the Sox to be on the south side of chicago it's like answer is yes it's just a matter of putting a good product out there yeah and invest and and, and you mentioned investing in an area i mean think about bridgeport i mean they could do they have a lot of land and a lot of area mm-hmm. that they can develop on and a lot of e- even businesses around the area that could that they could promote and and they don't and i i got to you know, I hate to be that guy, but I got to commend the North side. And I, I, you know, although they blew up their team, um, the, the Ricketts decided to say, Hey, we're going to kind of follow in the shoes of a team like Atlanta who created a ballpark village. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's what they did with, with Wrigleyville. And, and they're really starting to, you know, kind of reap the benefits of that. So, you know, there, there's pros and cons to that, you know, but all that being said, I think there's a lot of potential for the White Sox on the south side. I think there could be a lot of potential for the A's out in Oakland, but that they're looking, they're being out Vegas is Vegas is the greener pastures on the other side in their eyes. In greener eyes. emphasis on greener, yeah, very true, very true. Bitches and hoes, Steve. Bitches and hoes. <laughs> of course, um, Tom. I wanted to bring up the World Series as we wrap things up. Yes. Um, games one and two. What are your initial thoughts? Well, I, uh, <laughs> as we commemorate Madison Bumgarner's glorious 2014, right? Justin Verlander is 0-7 in the World Series with an ERA over six. That's hilarious. What's crazy to think about <laughs> is that the two greatest, I, I don't even think this is arguable, the two greatest pitchers of the last 15 years yeah. Justin Verlander and Clayton Kershaw have awful, awful postseason numbers. Um, yeah, Kershaw crazy, is kind crazy of, how that works. Kershaw has kind of evened it out in the last couple of years. He's 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 really come down off of that, and I I think there's a lot of sample size with him. Um, and Verlander's numbers in the rest of the playoffs are actually fine, particularly the the World Series. Right, his World Series numbers are what the fuck kind of bad, like mm-hmm. so bad. <laughs> Given a five run cushion in game oh one. Oh my God. And then they threw the graphic up that they had never lost. The Houston Astros had never given up a five run lead in the playoffs or something like something 
like along those lines right. and then immediately man's gets shelled it's it's the funniest shit in the world so there's right. that and then there's you know martin maldonado's bat that he was given by Pujols and don't forget martin maldonado got a couple rbis a couple ribbies in the game that yep. you know game game one of the world series is everything that you want from a dra- mm-hmm. from a drama standpoint, from oh, a good yeah. baseball standpoint, from a come from behind victory mm-hmm. to extra innings, it's it was everything that you would want. And I'm glad that I sat down and watched the end of the game, uh, like inning seven or I think it was six, sixth inning onward. Um, I'm glad I watched the end of the game um, because it's yeah, that's what baseball that's what baseball needs. Um, drama, yeah, yeah, especially you know the. Uh, I'm always, I'm going to pronounce, uh, I'm going to mispronounce the first name again. Alidmis Diaz? Uh, yes, Alidmis Diaz uh, with his... Uh, Leaning poking, into the pitch? Poking that the elbow little, out. That little asshole tried to win the game, that, tried that, to walk that was That was some pitch. Wilson Contreras stuff right there. Um, <laughs> all right, like, well... I got an elbow pad here. <laughs> my, my final thought on this, you know, now that the series is 1-1, Tom, uh, the Phillies are plus 145. On the money or on money line to to win the world outright win the World Series. You going? You still going with your? You think the Astros are gonna continue to ride this momentum, or you you think Astros Phillies are a good money? Astros series to lose. I'll tell I'll tell you. They the pitching's better. Their pitching's better. Maybe their bullpen, the top of their bullpen isn't quite the top of the Phillies bullpen, but the depth of the bullpen is stronger, and the depth of the rotation is definitely stronger for the Astros. So. I mean, the fact that you're throwing Lance McCullers as like your four or your, you know, whatever, like that man is good. That man is a good pitcher. Yeah, McC- so, McCullers versus Cindergard, game three on yeah, Monday. Like, bro, come on, really? You're gonna throw Cindergard out here for like three innings, maybe? That guy is ass compared to McCullers, with, and with the experience, like, good God, no. And, and now you got Jose. Jose Altuve is looking like he's got his swing back all of a sudden. Sorry, I think that's I think that's curtains, my guy. So you're you're telling me right now, do not ride the Phillies. Hey, you can ring the bell if you want. It just uh, it just might not be good money for you. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I'll uh, I'll take your word of advice, Tom, and only throw like ten dollars on the Phillies. Yeah, that's see, that's fine, that's fine. Just don't put the mortgage on it. All right. Facts. <laughs> facts. <laughs> well, final thoughts, Tom, as we uh, as we wrap this thing up. Fuck the A's ownership, and uh, let's get a uh, let's get Kevin Long in this bitch. I swear, this guy cares more about Northern California baseball than he does about the White Sox. Uh, hey, look, that was the headlines today. I'm just going off of what the news is. What, what you want me to try a little bit more about Joe Espada being Noah Espada? Like, <laughs> credits the, to you on the name there. We're playing the long game, baby. Noah Espada. Oh, uh, so, <laughs> I am Team Kevin Long. Um, I would be okay with Matt Quadrado again. Uh, and please, no Ozzie Gian. For the love of God, I will lose all faith. It'd be fun. Could I will lose fun. the sliver of faith and hope that I have in this organization if they go with Ozzie Gian. Dude, I would throw throw my t-shirts out, throw my White Sox merch out, and I'd just get a box of popcorn and just like post up and watch the flames, you know. It'd be uh It'd be, it'd be entertaining. It'd be chaos. Pure it would be chaos. a stadium on fire. But um, 
hey, it's all about what Jerry wants, right? So, right. Well, I still haven't come with a, a new tagline yet for the podcast, Tom, uh, because I, I don't trust in Han still. You know, um, trust. <laughs> uh, negative. Uh, and Han, I don't trust. Uh, please, Kevin Wong for manager or bust. Um, have a good one, everybody. We'll see y'all this time next week. Thank <laughs> you.